Hello and thank you for joining us again today for our weekly sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is a church based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and smart enough to speak to all of his people in the way they will understand. Life is an adventure that we must all experience and learn. And we hope that we can experience it and learn from it together. During 2020, we began this weekly sermon to offer a way to attend and get our weekly lesson from the comfort of your own home without having to congregate during the pandemic. Once we are given the green light to once again meet, thanks to a vaccine and a drop in cases, we look forward to coming together again. We will continue this weekly service, though, for those who are unable to join us today the courts ruled in our favor, blocking a total ban on churches while leaving in place a 25% capacity restriction and a prohibition on singing and chanting. And while it's not everything we wanted, it is a move in the right direction and leaves hope that restrictions may be eased as we move forward in reducing risks associated with COVID. <music> In life, there will be times that try our patience. I know there are in mine. There will be that person that cuts you off in traffic. There will be that person that takes 87,000 items into the express lane at the market when the sign clearly says 15 items or less. There will be that coworker that just continually gets on your last nerve. In life, there will always be something that gets under your nerves. What do you do when situations like this occur? How are you supposed to act? I mean, the truth is, I'm in a hurry too. I have to get dinner started. I have to get to work. I have to get to where I am going quickly, fast, and in a hurry. I can't be late. Yes, this happens to us all at some point in our lives. We try to squeeze 30 hours into a 24-hour workday. And while we may have become experts at going, 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 we have to learn how to stop and just breathe for a second. When all of those distractions occur, and they will at some point in all of our lives, it is how we respond to them, not how we react to them, that make us stand apart. We oftentimes react to a situation from our gut. And that can oftentimes result in a physical or emotional outburst that does not help the situation at all, but instead makes things much, much worse. It is easy to react because it is an automatic recourse to give to any given situation. A response takes thought, it takes care, and an appraisal of the actual situation and all of its facets that are not immediately noticed. Maybe the cashier told that young mother to come on through the express lane. Maybe that coworker is going through something very difficult in their personal life that is spilling over into their professional life, an emotional response they can't get a hold of. Maybe the person that cut you off in traffic is speeding to the hospital to see their loved one who may not be around much longer, or maybe they're taking someone to the hospital. Granted, not all of these scenarios might seem noteworthy, but to some, these are the most serious things 
they have ever gone through. It is life and death, and they simply are reacting themselves and not responding. When our child is running through the house and bumps the table, causing a glass to fall off and break, do we react by yelling at that child, telling them to stop running in the house? Sometimes, unfortunately, yes, we do. But would a more thoughtful response be to make sure the child is not hurt, clean up the glass, and discuss what happened? Absolutely, without a doubt. Stopping to take a breath and thinking how to handle a situation is not always the easy thing to do. At times, it's the hardest thing to do. These are the times that will define us. These are the times that set us apart from the rest. How will you respond? Will you respond from fear or with love? Responding with fear means you worry about how it is affecting you. Responding with love, however, means that you are thinking of others and how situations affect us all. The choice to reject fear and choose love can feel like something that only applies to moments of crisis. When we're starting a new business, after we just saw a vehicle accident, or metaphorically preparing to climb Mount Everest. But in truth, the opportunity to choose love and reject fear presents itself in the smallest moments of life, and specifically in relationships with those closest to us. Love over fear is a choice every time someone tells us something about ourselves or has an experience of us that we don't want to hear. We hurt each other intentionally and unintentionally. That's a fact. It's a fact of life. Sometimes, if we're lucky, we discover that we hurt the other person when they come to us and share their pain, express their experience, and verbalize what we said or did that upset them. But often, unfortunately, we discover that we hurt others through a different avenue. That is, when they criticize us or tell us that they think is wrong with us. In these cases, we generally feel blamed or feel attacked. And as a result, it can be a lot more challenging to listen. Imagine the situation through their eyes and often impossible to empathize with their pain. We have a tendency in these situations to strike back, to be on the attack, because the best defense is a good offense, right? Or alternatively, defend ourselves and prove the other person wrong. It's a survival instinct, and indeed, it can feel as if our very survival is at stake. Because emotionally, and to some part mentally, it really is. What's at stake is not our physical survival, but the survival of our version of ourselves. The way we see ourselves, the way we want others to see us, the person we are being characterized or experienced as is not the person we think or at least believe ourselves to be. And so we try to protect the identity of the good self, the self who is innocent, the person not to blame for what is being accused. It's a healthy instinct to question accusations that feel unfair or unwarranted. It's also important to be able to set boundaries that prevent others projections and deflections from landing on us. If you 
are being assigned intentions that don't belong to you, it's important to be clear about your truth. It's also healthy and necessary to protect yourself from pain that takes the form of emotional attack. Emotional attacks and insults meant to harm, well, they're not okay. And they need to be stopped. No one should be a doormat in service of some false spiritual or mental goal. And yet, there is an enormous opportunity in these relational moments when someone we care about is hurt and when, whether we understand it or not, we seem to be a part of that pain that they're feeling. There is an opportunity in these situations to choose to respond from love rather than react from fear. But how do you choose love when love is what has been lost? Firstly, understand that love can never be lost. Love transforms and morphs like energy. It vibrates at a different frequency with a different focus. This is also what I believe happens when we die. Our love simply shifts locations because true love is impersonal. This doesn't mean that when a relationship ends, that it doesn't sting, when there is an absence of love. All it means is that mutual flow has changed directions. Now, romantic love has several seasons that change based on whether we feel the fire or whether we extinguish the flame. However, that love still doesn't change. It just moves on. The constant in the universe never stops offering love and you can never be without the option to love yourself either. This is a deep realization that nothing is ever lost if it is rightfully yours. With a divine purpose, just remember, the love a person has for you is never yours to begin with. It's on loan. It's a reflection of the energy and the intention that you are offering within your own heart on a day-to-day basis. On the other hand, fear. Fear is a force that everyone feels during many times throughout their lives. And it's natural. It's an essential part of bringing our souls back to a state of balance. Fear is when we allow our being to be disconnected from the infinite possibilities of life. But when someone wants to take love from us, it hands our power over and creates the illusion of separateness. However, we have to decide when we're going to act on fear or when we're going to act on love. If you feel fear, you have a choice to how you respond. In that moment, you can ask yourself several powerful questions. First, is this thought helping or hindering? Secondly, what is the worst thing that can happen if my fears come true? A lot of times, you'll find that the fear is the worst thing that could happen. Who or what is benefiting from the feeling right now? And finally, how can I embody the energy of love? Acting from love is to set our own ego aside long enough to listen to the experience of the other. To be courageous enough to be willing to try and understand what the other person is experiencing. No matter how radically different it is from what we intend to happen, think, happened, or believe was the cause of what 
happened. It is to have the strength of heart to understand and open our heart to what the pain is that the other is skillfully or, to be honest, unskillfully trying to express. A response, not a reaction, that comes from love is listening to the other's point of view as if we were just ears hearing, ears alone, not ears attached to a head, attached to an ego, attached to an identity, attached to a person, intent on remaining intact and unchanged. To live from love, not fear, on a practical level is to shift from a goal of protecting our ego, being right, winning that argument, being not to blame, and move into actually being kind, being loving in our actions. It is to be willing to stop proving that we're a good person and actually being a good person. It is to be courageous enough to open our heart and be love even when our ego is screaming in fear. Indeed, loving people is difficult, yet we should love one another. We are a community and as a community, we each play an important role in the whole. We should spend time on what we deem important. For many of us, important thing in our lives include time with family and friends, work, prayer, serving the poor, fighting for the rights of others, protesting wrongs. But as we are reminded, and if I donate all my goods to feed the poor, and if I give my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Corinthians 13.3 Even though we have the freedom to set our own priorities, an important priority for all of us should be to love our neighbor as ourselves. Love, then, is not a gray area. Therefore, we should give love priority over all other virtues. Every thought, response, and act of goodwill must first pass through the fine filter of love, or it means nothing at all. As Martin Luther King Jr. said, in strength of love, encouraged. In strength of love, our responsibility is to discover the meaning of this command and seek passionately to live it out in our daily lives. But why love? What makes love so important? Well, it is that filter. And in the end, the goal of this church is love for our community and those that make up this community. This measure of our maturity is our love for others, to support each other through this adventure that we call life, to watch out for one another, and to work through love instead of reacting in fear. Thank you again for listening to this week's sermon. This Grand Life Theological Collective is a church based on the belief that there are many paths to God. God is the creator of the universe and smart enough to speak to all of his people in different ways. And there are truths to all of these ways that we all can learn from. Life is an adventure that we must all experience and learn from. And we hope that we can experience it and learn from it together. To find out more about us, please visit us at our Facebook page at 
This Grand Life Theology or email us at thisgrandlifetheology at gmail.com. Remember, you can make your life and your world as grand as you want it to be.